Blog Talk Radio. It's your girl, Cy Brown, and welcome to the Cy Brown Morning Show. Today is Friday, October. What is today's date? Somebody let me know in the chat room. I'm getting ready to give today's date, and I'm not even sure what today's today's date is. I do know that it is 11 days before the election. Can you believe that? Today is October 26th. I got it. Good looking out to somebody in the chat. We have a guest who just said, Cy, today is October 26th. Thank you very much. My guests are the most awesome people in the world. Can you believe we are down to 11 days before the election? In 11 days, the American public will determine our fate for the next four years. Please go out and vote. It is your civic duty. If you are a person of color, our people died for us to be able to do this. So this is not something to be taken lightly. No matter how you feel about President Obama, Mitt Romney, or any of the third-party candidates, just please exercise your right to vote. Well, you know, today is Friday, and always on Friday, we talk about this week in world news. So I have a lot of news to share with you, tidbits on stories that I believe are relevant culturally important and that ultimately affect uh, policies and legislation and the advocacy issues here that we uh, have to deal with in the United States. But before we get started, I just want to let all of you know that the chat room is now open, so please feel free to join us in the chat room. Good morning, LF. I see you in the chat room. It's a pleasure to see you today. You're always listening and tuning in and joining me in the chat room, so thank you very much. And for those of you who would like to call in and listen to the show, feel free to do so by dialing 347 633-9113. Again, 347-633-9113. So if you want to speak with me, you want to add questions, comments, please feel free to just hit number one on your dial pad and I'll be able to pick up your line and kick it with you here on the Cyber Morning Show. Before we get into world news today, I have to share something that happened last night. I am on Facebook a lot, enough, not a lot, but enough to stay engaged with the people that I communicate with on a regular basis. And last night, um, I made a post. You know, there are a lot of pictures being shared. A lot of people are posting stuff. And it's really easy to just hit the share button. So last night, um, someone posted on Facebook somewhere um, a picture of Paul Ryan. And in that picture, the, the... Um, The commentary behind his photograph said, um, uh, it said, life begins at rape. And above it was the elephant and it said the Republican Party. And so I shared it um, because the the, the hard right has taken some very strong positions about um, contraception, uh, if women can have an abortion, and when life begins. And the thing that scares me about this and why I posted it is because I personally believe that abortion is wrong in all circumstances, even in the case of rape or incest. However, I do believe 
the Bible says, and we should have a right to choose. They claim, the religious right claims that a, ba- a baby is a gift from God, and this, and I agree, I totally agree. If you are raped or if there's a case of incest and a woman becomes pregnant, I do believe that that baby is a gift, no matter how the baby got there. And this may sound a little right-wing to all of my Democratic friends, but this is what I believe. If it was not meant for you to get pregnant, you would not have gotten pregnant, and there is a reason that you got pregnant. However, all up and through the Bible, there is instance after instance after instance instance where we are given a choice. That is the beauty of God and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit within us. We are given a choice. At every opportunity, we are given a choice. So should a woman be raped or be have an incestuous relationship, or even if she just gets caught out there and gets pregnant by some guy she met at a club or by her husband, whomever, she should be able to exercise her right to choose if she wants to continue that pregnancy or not, let her deal with God on that. So based on that, and I'm, and I'm publicly saying what I feel because a lot of people have asked me, many know I'm a Christian, many know that I speak at churches, um, and they want to know how I feel. But I am pro-choice, even though I am personally against abortion. Now, here's where it got real dicey. One of my friends who is from the South and is extremely conservative posted, um, really, whoever made this should be ashamed. So one of my she was actually my friend's mother who was ultimately my guidance counselor in high school who I loved dearly, put, no, the Republicans should be ashamed. So then he put, for what? And there is where the floodgate opened. I mean, we had, I think there were probably, there had to be at least 100 comments last night going back and forth, and it got so bitter. And, and then racism came in, and then the poor, and then my friend who's Asian, who's from Atlanta, put, he got money, he moved into this neighborhood in Atlanta. They, you know, in certain subdivisions, they have to vote you in and vote you out. And there was this undercurrent conversation to get him out of the subdivision. I mean, it was crazy. So much so that I actually uploaded a video. I recorded a video, um, and I posted it on my Facebook page last night to say this is nonsense and how this election is really, it, it, it is causing such a divisiveness within our country, it's really scary. And so if you have an opportunity, I hope you're all friends with me on Facebook, please go to my wall and you will see how many comments were made last night as well as the the, um, video post that I made. But, I mean, this thing went on at least for two hours last night, back and forth with different people chiming in. So I guess in short, I am oh so ready for this election to be over. These 11 days cannot come fast enough. But the thing that really is telling and how it relates to today's show is, you know, we talk about world news. You know, on Fridays we talk about this week in world news. And the world is watching. The world is watching how we handle certain situations. The world is watching how we handle the election. The world is watching Obama, President Obama go on Jay Leno. The world is watching Mitt Romney. And I'm not sure if you are aware, but yesterday Colin Powell came out in support of President Barack Obama. 
So what did all the Republicans come out and say publicly? Well, you know, he should denounce um, his Republican Party. He should not be a member of the Republican Party anymore. And then one of them actually had the stones to say that, of course, he's going to side with somebody because they're the same race. I mean, it has nothing to do with policy. Did it ever occur to you that Colin Powell just doesn't like Mitt Romney's policies? Why does it have to be a black and white issue? And the irony of this whole thing, and what was said last night, is the Republicans will claim up and down, we're Christians, yet they have these hard and fast and solid beliefs that you should be personally responsible, that and last night, in one of the comments that the gentleman put on my wall said, um, people should be personally responsible. At what point do I have to become responsible to pay some, for somebody else because they're not responsible? And you know what I had to put. I put when you became a Christian. So it's really funny how they're declaring and decreeing their Christianity-ism, but yet don't want to help people out. And so now it becomes about race, and it becomes about economics, and it becomes about class in our class system. If you can recall, I talked not too long ago, I did a whole show and we talked about the caste system that is in India, C-A-S-T-E, if you get a chance to look that up. But I, I just really can't wait for all of this nonsense to be over because it's dragging on. And, you know, when you talk about <clears throat> President Obama and his policies and women's rights to choose, these are all smoke screens. And the sad part about it is the world is watching. And we're looking dumber and dumber and dumber with each passing moment. I will share this with you. The top um, two stories on Cyber on Global is, uh, which I put it up there because it's important. Um, one is President Obama already cast his vote in Chicago, so early voting has begun. Um, I'm really grateful that the Cyber on Morning Show is online so people can hear it, you know, all over the world and all over the country. So if you are in one of those states where you have the opportunity to vote early, please do so. But the lead story on Cyber on Global today is the fact that um, President Obama has already cast his vote. Next to that story is Trump offers to donate $5 million to charity if Obama releases his college transcripts. Now, if this does not undermine our national security, I don't know what does. And now hear me out on this one. The Republicans and those of their ilk are claiming that President Obama is weak on foreign policy that we have the weakest forest policy initiatives in place in years, that he is the worst president, that he sucks, that he's a loser, and blah, 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 the list goes on. However, we all witnessed the third presidential debate where clearly President Obama masterfully had a very good grasp on issues that relate to domestic and foreign policies and our relationships with our allies, particularly Israel. Candidate Mitt Romney agreed with President Obama's foreign policy initiatives, doctrines, beliefs, and how he has handled foreign relations thus far, which leads me to believe how do we have these right-wing nuts claiming that President Obama is weak on foreign policy if the only person that you all selected to run against President Obama is agreeing and walking lockstep and in tandem with what Obama has already put in place. That's number one. Number two, 
the reason why I believe Trump's story as the editor-in-chief of Cyber on Global that I put up there is because he is blatantly undermining our national security by insinuating that our president is inept, incapable, and unable to govern. Without saying it, he is undermining him by saying, release your college transcripts. For those of you who are not familiar with the story, President um, Donald Trump, this week challenged President Obama, I will give $5 million to the charity of your choice if you release your college transcripts, your passport information, and other personal information to my liking. And then closed the letter, and I posted the letter in full on my Facebook page, and then closed the letter saying, this is a check that I would love to write or I would gladly like to write to your charity of choice. The catch was, to my satisfaction, well, Donald Trump, who the hell are you? And why does the president have to bow down and submit documents to your satisfaction? And then, you know, obviously this is, oh, my goodness, I get so frustrated. This is obviously Donald Trump's desperate attempt to remain relevant and remain in the media and get some attention. I don't care what he says. And the sad part is I kind of, I don't want to say looked up to Donald Trump, but I just respected it, respected his hustle. Let me say it that way. But when you challenge the president and say his policies are undermining national security, how do you think that makes China, Great Britain, Israel, Shanghai, Tibet, Tokyo, Abu Dhabi, how do you think that makes them feel if you are a global entrepreneur and respected global businessman, and yet you're saying President Obama release your college transcripts, President Obama release your passport information? It causes and casts doubt, and that's all you need, doubt. You know, they say in the Bible that the devil's biggest trick was making us think that he didn't exist. President uh, uh, Donald Trump doesn't have to say, or he tried to say that Obama's not from here, he was born in Kenya, blah, 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 and people stopped listening. So what he does is just add a little pepper of doubt, just a little sprinkle of doubt to insinuate that our president is not who he say he is, does not have the degree he says he does, and is totally not qualified to hold the office that he has successfully, in my opinion, held for the last three and a half years. At, furthermore, he's saying it at a time in which it is now time for people to vote again for him to keep his job for the next four years. How we still have undecided voters in this country is totally beyond me. I don't know what more they need to figure out, calculate, look at, review, to decide who is better to lead this country. But when we have nut jobs like Donald Trump questioning the president's legitimacy, once again where it has been proven because President Obama released his long-form birth certificate that he is a citizen, he does belong here, what does that do? It, it, it just gets me to a point where we have to understand that people just hate him just because they want to hate him. And that's really the sad part of this whole situation. And one of the reasons I put it as uh, a featured story is because this totally undermines our global standing in the world. As much as people don't want to think it does, it really, really does. So the top story is from the BBC News on President Obama casting his vote early. The, this, the next leading story on Cyber on Global is about Trump offering to donate $5 million to charity if Obama releases his college transcripts. 
And another very um, important story that that totally has to do with um, where we're going and how we're moving forward is a wonderful story that was submitted by The Independent. I don't know if um, you all are familiar with The Independent. If you can, get a chance, uh, you know, Check the independent out. It's, it's a great website, and I I, I peruse their store their their their, their uh, website frequently because it does have a lot of good stories, and I think it's important. You know, as I keep saying, um, as it relates to our global standing in the world. Well, the story that I felt was really important is is entitled "Our Economies on the Way to Recovery." The whole is. And the premise of the story, I'm putting a link to the story right now in uh, the chat room. So for those of you who are in the chat room, you'll be able to click it and see. And for those of you who are listening, I just posted it on our discussion board. I love the fact that we have a discussion board on um, Cyberon Global because you can weigh in. And if you um, don't create a username and passcode. You can definitely connect right from uh, your Facebook page. But anyway, the story: the economy's on its way, on the way to recovery. The hull is: Jonathan Brown finds struggling residents of a historic city in no mood to celebrate. Well, here's the deal. Um, who is telling us that then? I don't believe it, said retired Dr. John Allison, 68 years old, on hearing of the latest figures. They are still closing businesses down that were given money by the taxpayer to come here. The second setback in two weeks is Hull's ailing economy <laughs> Excuse me. came yesterday when the announcement that Kimberly Clark was shutting with the loss of 500 jobs, adding to the 300 already lost at Vitamin Maker 7 Cs and food firm McCain. Well, you know, just to let you know, it says the hull is, it's a city. It's a city here in the country. So when you're looking at it, it says the city has never recovered from the collapse of its fishing industry, and it has to create 20,000 jobs just to reach the average unemployment levels. Finding work, I'm reading from this, this story right now, finding work is hard. Last week, Gavin Lee, 46, dropped off 16 CVs at local kitchens and has now agreed to volunteer with a view to future employment. I didn't believe we were ever in a recession. They have been wasting so much money on things like the Olympics. How could they have been? How could there have been a recession? Linda Havens, 46, said, I'm always struggling. It's two years since she worked as a care assistant and has been eking out on 140 pounds a fortnight. So, you know, the independent covers global news. Uh, job seekers allowance, which is the equivalent of our unemployment insurance. Me and my friends were all in the same boat. We call ourselves the Skint Club. Sally Clark, 58, an academic proofreader, lost a quarter of the value of her new home when she built it when the builder went bust. In Hull, we're always in a recession. It's cut off geographically from the rest of the country, and it has a very insular attitude. But I love it, and I've been here for 30 years. Well, what's happening is we, we're, the whole economics of the world has changed. The money has changed, the value has changed, how money is handled has changed, and how um, businesses conduct business with each other has changed. One of the things that I shared, and I, and I did put this on Facebook as well, is that Mitt Romney, and it's on our discussion board too on Cyber Global, Mitt Romney said he is going to bring us 12 million jobs. Well, whether you like Mitt Romney, whether you don't, that's not the point. I honestly believe he can bring 12 million jobs. But the 12 million jobs, are they going to be enough to sustain a family? And if we don't have the money to make purchases, particularly as this holiday season is coming upon us, how can we, in fact, 
be able to purchase products in China. So that would slow down production in China, which now slows down their exports to people that are in the U.K., to the people that are in other parts of the world, to our um, allies. It slows down production across the board. And when that happens, it causes a global slowdown. Now, let's, let's take it back domestically. Right now, uh, someone posted um, and shared with me that gas is $3.07 a gallon in Passaic County, New Jersey. So I said to my husband, oh, my goodness, gas is only $3.07. You know, we should um, travel this Thanksgiving. You know, where do do we want to go? We can get in the car and we can go somewhere, maybe go to Myrtle Beach or something like that for Thanksgiving. And he's like, Saida, are you kidding? We don't have the money for that. And I'm like, well, why not? Gas is only $3.07 a gallon. And then it hit me. That's why gas is $3.07 a gallon to lull us in. And I almost got caught. Thank God. See, you've got to have checks and balances. You've got to have people around you in your life to check you. To lull you into a false sense of security and comfort. The minute I saw gas for $3.07, I'm like, let's go fill up the car. Let's go for a ride. And what happens when you do that? You spend more money. And I have shared with you that I believe that a lot of things that happen in this country are by design. And I almost got caught. I, I, I can honestly say that because we would have gone out, spent the money, and it's, you know, everybody's struggling. Every, things are tight all across the board. But, you know, when you're saving a dollar per gallon of gas, that opens up some discretionary income. You can, you know, Applebee's has two for 20. <laughs> I just saw the commercial last night, so I may hit Applebee's this weekend. You know, but if you, you know, if you fill up your tank and it's now only $40 instead of $60, then that's there's that twenty dollars that you can now go spend at Applebee's, and don't forget your ta- you know tax and tip, of course, which should be fifteen to twenty percent, just as a quick sidebar. But you know it, it it lulls you into a false sense of security, and so a lot of these things are done to stimulate our domestic economy here to keep money moving around the world. I remember in church years ago. Um, we weren't necessarily talking about money, but we were talking about God's blessings. And my pastor at the time held her hand straight out in front of her, um, you know, arms stretched out wide with her palm facing up. And she closed her fist. And she said, you know what? When you close your fist, you're not going to lose anything. You are going to hold on to everything you have, you are going to clinch it, and you are just going to, you know, savor it. She said, but on that same token, blessings can't come to you either. So that means unless you open up your hand, palm up, and be ready to receive, you have to be willing to give as well. And that's how money works. You can't clinch it. You can't hold on to it. You have to stretch your arm out, hold your palms face up, and be ready to re- to give and receive with the same level of excitement. You can't want to receive more than you give, and you can't want to give more than you receive. And that's a lesson that I needed to learn because I was a giver, 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 giver. And then the minute somebody tried to give me something, I was like, nah, I'm good. Thank you anyway. No, there's reciprocity as the sun rises, the sun sets. 
So when you hold out your arm and you stretch it out, you have to be willing to give as much as you're ready to receive, and you have to be willing to receive as much as you're willing to give, and that's what keeps money circulating. Now, taking it back to the natural level, these governments understand that, but it's psychological. Do you know, here's why I don't believe in time. I did a whole lesson one time on the fact that time does not exist, and I am a big believer and will give point after point why why I believe time just does not exist. Um, Maybe I'll do that again next week. Maybe I'll I'll do that show again next week, why time doesn't exist. But anyway, I don't believe time exists. And I remember a few years ago when before, as I was preparing to, to deliver that lesson of the fact that time does not exist, I remember reading that daylight savings time, the date had been changed. And it used to be early in October. I don't know if you remember when we were kids, by the time we would go trick-or-treating, it was already dark outside. It may not be cold, but it was already dark outside. And what they, whoever they is, decided to push back daylight savings time as long as they could because, number one, it would conserve energy, and number two, the longer it stayed lighter outside, the more people would be willing to be outside and spend money. If you don't believe me, look it up. And so when I realized that, I'm like, wow, time really doesn't exist. Because if time was real, just like God is real and spirit is real, it's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So how can we manipulate it? So the same way our time is manipulated is the same way our currency is manipulated to satisfy the financial desires of a global society. And until we recognize that and understand it, we're actually going to be walking around like zombies. And that is the reason why I do this show every day. I don't want anybody who hears my voice to become a zombie. I want them to be aware and to be astute, and to really understand what's going on and happening and how it affects us. Understand that those decisions, when you see these businessmen flying and traveling all over the world, understand, oh, it's going to affect your pockets. Think of the gas. I just share it with you. I'll gas drop 307. I'm ready to go somewhere. Spend more money. How about that? Don't let the gas be low and be light outside longer. Hell, I might even go shopping, go to the mall. But do you see how it's all manipulated? And I just don't want us to fall victim to the puppetry that's really taking place around the world. It's very important that you understand. And the only thing we can really do is stay prayerful, stay vigilant, and stay on top so that we don't get caught up in the matrix and so that we're aware and in tune with God so God can continue to speak with us. Amen? Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. I see my friends in the chat room, and I see we have a lot of people who have dialed in to listen to the show. Thank you. It's been another awesome week. Next week we have um, Prophet David Taylor, uh, who's going to be on the show. He's coming on on Thursday. I am so excited. He is a prophet, and he does prophesy, and he will be joining us next Thursday. We have other great shows planned for you next week, but next Thursday's show is definitely going to be a treat. Thank you all for listening, and it is my prayer you have a wonderful, safe weekend. And remember, if you are in a state and you're listening to my voice where you can vote early, please vote early. Thank you all, and I'll see you Monday at 11 a.m. Remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, 
Let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. I'll see you all on Monday.